Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the King's Court on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Cole Bartimus is back in the studio. We are live at Friendly's in South County. Friendly's at 55 in Bayless Road. We've got all kinds of giveaways for you. All kinds of flat screens with Major League Baseball games with playoff implications. We have pool tables. We have games of chance. We have Keto at the bar. You can play a whole bunch of different games and take advantage of the great menu here. I had a sloppy Joe myself ask for Sarah at the bar, and you can't beat it, folks. Our good friends at STL-Cars.com have the easy solution for you when it comes to getting a car, whether it's new or used. It doesn't matter. Now, you've probably bought cars throughout your life, and you've gone from dealership to dealership, and sometimes it just kind of feels like you went to the dentist. Shouldn't be that way. And it doesn't have to be. STL-Cars.com. Here's how it works. I've done it for three different vehicles through the years. My son just did it for one. Go to their website, STL-Cars.com. Check out the the inventory. Over 1,000 cars, SUVs, trucks. Then give them a call and ask for Don or text him. 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Either call or text Don. They're right over there in Ellisville off Manchester, locally owned and operated. Tell him the car or the truck or the SUV that you want. Tell him what you want to pay for it, and then he'll go get it for you. And if you see something on the website that's not quite what you want, tell him that, and he'll go get that for you. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. All right, uh, Sandman is up first. Hello, Sandman. How are you? Hello, Sandman. We're going to table that one you want to go to ed now all right let's take Ed. hello ed how are you i'm really good you also have some very nice people in the restaurant uh Gravoy and south county kiwanis they're meeting somewhere maybe in a special room these are good people they do a lot of good work so that's fantastic that's nice to hear thank you ed with you. Uh, let's go back to regrets uh i regret that uh, three years ago the uh City officials of Maryland Heights didn't take my warning that a bunch of flimflam men from downtown and Clayton were descending upon them with a perfect deal. And um, they uh, apparently bought the farm on that, and they are on the hook. They're taxpayers. 
are on the hook for tens of millions of dollars. And, you know, you remember they all started hiring city managers because city managers were supposed to be smart enough to protect them from such deals. And I just wonder how many county municipalities are in deep because of crooked deals right now. Well, this deal is not going to be it's not going to go down well with the taxpayers for sure in Maryland Heights. Um, You know, and I don't know what the situation will be for the Blues if this should go to a bankruptcy situation. I I don't know the ramifications of that. But let's just say, as we probably uh, don't have to have a law degree to figure it out, it ain't good news. Yeah, and I think there was never a market, first of all. And, you know, we can disagree. I don't believe there was ever a market for that four-ring complex, um, either a residential market or travel market. But it was really the kind of like the, uh, look at this, while, while we build a, uh, a, the music, uh, build a, a concert venue, while the same couple, you know, the same partners were denying Keel Opera's music. So there are links to this, Kevin, and, you know, this stuff has to stop. You've got city, county, and taxpayers funding these things, having no idea, no idea what's going on. No, and that's the problem, Ed, and you know this as well as I do, that any time these city officials or county officials get involved, transparency goes out the window. It always has. It always will. It's very similar to the federal government. Nobody ever tells you the truth. Nobody's ever accountable for what happens. And when things go south, finger-pointing is taking place, but nobody ever gets held accountable. As for the Blues, I don't know why they don't just practice at their own building. Well, I don't begrudge the the sports uh, owners for making money and making a profit. I do begrudge the power plays, the power plays that they instigate and that the media just follows along like lemmings and no one is protecting them. No one is protecting the people. And it's always that way. It never ends. You've got media that is bought and paid for, for the most part, by the powers. And when those powers say jump, the media says how high. And that's always it's, – it's, it's that way in sports. It's that way in political ventures. It's that way in these business ventures. It never ends. And the waste of taxpayer money could fund the entire country for 10 years. I'm still on it, Kevin. I'm still on it. I know you are, Ed. I appreciate it. He's right, too. I mean, that, that is crazy stuff. So if you haven't heard, they've defaulted – or it looks like Maryland Heights is going to default if they haven't already on the payments on that ice arena center, whatever you want to call it. I don't understand why the Blues don't just practice uh, on their home ice. They used to. When they had the old arena, they practiced at the arena. I mean, I, I know that teams have started to, in, in other sports, you know, like the professional football teams, they have their own practice facilities. But back in the day, they didn't. The Big Red used to practice at Bush Stadium. And other teams did the same. And then all of a sudden, these complexes started to get built, uh, these lavish palaces for teams. And it was always a taxpayer expense, it seemed. And the taxpayers never got anything out of it. Look at the Rams Park. It's still sitting there. I don't know if it has any use or if anybody's taking it over. I, I believe Stan Kroenke sold it back to the county for a dollar, so at least he did that. Uh, it's real estate, so certainly it has some value. But 
I don't know why cities feel the necessity to pay for these practice facilities. Obviously, if it's an NFL situation, you're not going to get a team if you don't do it. It's, it's that simple. But the hockey teams, uh, I don't know. I don't get it. Go down and go and practice where you play. That always seems to me, especially a sport where you better know the caroms of the puck all the time. I think that would be an advantage <laughs> rather than practicing in a strange rink. Well, the Mizzou Tigers play game number five this weekend. They play at Vanderbilt. First conference game of the year. Uh, this is not a good Vanderbilt team. It's a bad Vanderbilt team. I thought it was going to be good based off their five-win season of a year ago. They had a lot of their people coming back, and all of a sudden they can't hardly beat anybody. They barely beat Hawaii in their opener at Vanderbilt. So if you barely beat Hawaii at Vandy, Missouri should go in there and have their way. Now the dilemma becomes medical. What do you do with Brady Cook? Do you play him? Do you rest the shoulder? I'd be more worried about the shoulder than I am in the knee. He seemed to be fine with his knee. But that horrific turf that they made him play on perhaps caused the shoulder issue. I don't know. He would know. I don't know. But it doesn't help you when you play on that kind of a turf. So I don't know what his status will be. This is two weeks in a row where we haven't known. We'll get Dr. Rick on the Thursday or Friday and talk to him about it. But to me, this is another game that you're going to win. Now, of course, they'll second-guess you if you don't play him. But... You're the head coach. You said the competition was so close in the preseason camp that it was hard to make a decision. So if it was that close, then how bad can Sam Horn be? Can he be that much of a drop-off? I don't think so. So you play your backup guy. You go down there. You beat Vanderbilt. You give your quarterback a two-week rest before LSU. I think it makes sense. They won't do it, but I think it makes sense. The only way they'll keep him out is if the doctors say he can't play. But I'd like to see him be healthy when you play your best competition. He's playing at a high level right now. Will he continue to? Who knows? But it doesn't help if he's hurt. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And Vanderbilt's limping into this game, losing their last three. But I I think just picking up every single win that you can is going to be really important for this Missouri team, especially now since they're – they're already kind of outperforming my expectations. I didn't think they'd beat Kansas State, but I, I do think they're going to play him just to pick up every win that they can. And then, you know, once you get into that LSU and that LSU stretch, man, when the SEC schedule hits, it's going to hit hard. So I kind of think you just got to pick up the wins that you got. And so that's why I think they'll play him against Vandy. I think they'll play him too, but I don't think that LSU is any great shakes. Uh, you know, I think they're vastly overrated too. They struggled last weekend for a while. They lost, obviously, embarrassingly to Florida State. Uh, I don't know how good Florida State is. Clemson had them beat, should have beaten them if a kicker makes a field goal. And Clemson got embarrassed by Duke. So I think there's a lot of parity in college football this year. I don't think there's a team that runs away with it. Uh, Even Georgia. Georgia has struggled almost every game uh, in terms of spread covering against some really bad teams. So I don't know how good they are. And Alabama, we know, has already lost to Texas. If I were putting a a, a top 20 together today, Texas would be the number one team. They have the biggest, most impressive victory that came on the road, and they're undefeated. The rest of these teams can tell me all they want about the little sisters of the poor that they've been beating up on, but Texas has a real feather in their cap. 
I mean, they took Alabama out in Tuscaloosa, and they did it in convincing fashion. So they're the best team in the country, is my opinion, and they're in the Big 12. The Pac-12 has the best conference so far through four weekends. I don't know where the SEC falls in, Cole. I'm not impressed by anything in the SEC that I've seen already. In fact, I'm less than impressed. Yeah, no doubt about it. I agree with everything that you just said, both about the SEC and about the Pac-12. And one team I'm disappointed in is Tennessee with how they went into Florida. I thought Tennessee was going to really piggyback off their success last year when they beat Alabama and became real contenders. And I know that losing Hendon Hooker in that final game kind of threw things off with South Carolina, but they were a really good program. I thought they were going to take off and maybe be one of the best teams in college football. But now they're hovering around the back end of the top 25. So just the SEC as a whole, I I agree with you. I'm not really buying Georgia to be the standalone top team. I I, I don't know what it's going to look like at the end of the year, but the national championship is going to be up for grabs. I, I I kind of think Michigan may have the best opportunity because their schedule's not very good, and I'm and I know that you agree with this. I think they're going to take care of business against Ohio State at home at the end of the year. No doubt, I, I would look at Michigan right now as as, a, as an odds-on favorite to be in the playoffs. They're going to beat Ohio State. They got them in Ann Arbor. They pounded them the last two years. There's nothing that's happened that would change my mind on that. Uh, I think the SEC has been top-heavy for years, and right now it's not even top-heavy. I don't see a team in the SEC that would scare me if I were Michigan, probably if I were Ohio State, maybe even if I were Notre Dame. Certainly not if I were uh, some of the other top teams in the country. Uh, The SEC is not a scary conference. And when you have teams like Vandy and Mississippi State who's struggling, Ole Miss, they struggled. They lost at Alabama. Everybody thought Lane Kiffin would go in there and beat his master, but he still can't. The master owns him even today. Uh, I just don't see it. And as far as the other teams are concerned, the South Carolinas, the Kentuckys, eh, you know, nothing overly impressive there. So Missouri should handle Vanderbilt easily. I think getting LSU at home, uh, LSU is not the LSU that I think people thought they were going to be. Brian Kelly is their coach, so he's always a mystery. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I I think the Kansas State game will be the toughest game Missouri will play in their first six or seven games. It's going to be interesting to see if that bears out and how Kansas State goes the rest of the year because now they're playing in the Big 12, and the Big 12 has some good teams, but nobody has as many good teams top to bottom as the Pac-12 does this year. If this had happened two years ago, Cole, we would not be talking about the split up of the Pac-12 conference. Oh, no question about it. I think that the the TV deal that they were all looking for probably would have gotten done because the TV networks have been way more excited about this conference. And even if you want to sprinkle in Deion Sanders, if if he came here just a couple years prior, he may not even need the Pac-12 to be as deep as it currently is. If he were here alone, I wonder if all the networks would have thrown these schools a bunch of money to kind of keep everything intact. So... If if the timing just worked out a little bit better, then I guess we we could have saved Oregon State and Washington State, who are currently going to be in the Pac-2 next year, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Two good teams. I think they'll have a Pac-12. I really do. I think they'll be loaded with Mountain West teams. Um, You know, obviously, Dion is going to the Big 12, so it's a tremendous coup for the Big 12. They're going to get Colorado, and they'll get them in their second year. So that's a great coup. They lose Oklahoma and Texas, but, man, they've got the guy that everybody's talking about. So I think that when, when the dust settles, there will be a Pac-12. It will include Oregon State and Washington State, who, by the way, just happen to be two of the best teams in the country. 
Yeah, absolutely. And probably like UNLV and Colorado State and Boise State. And then it's yeah, going to come down to, Boise. well, is it a Power 5 or a Power 4? And we'll probably just settle on a Power 4. I think, I think that's probably the way they're going to look at it. But you, but you might end up seeing Oregon State or Washington State winning that conference for a number of years to come. I'll tell you another team that should be right up at the top of the top five or top seven teams in the country would be Washington right now. Michael Penix is playing at a spectacular level. He might be, with all the great quarterback playing in the country, he might be the best so far. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a guy who was in a quarterback battle early on in his career at Indiana and really couldn't fully solidify himself as the best quarterback there. And then, the you know, nowadays with transfers and all that stuff, quarterbacks are transferring all around. He goes to Washington, and all of a sudden he's figured it out. So you kind of put me on this opinion that the coaching in Washington must have been way better than the coaching in Indiana because there's no way that – and I know that everybody grows in college, but there's no way that – Whatever happened in Washington could have been anywhere similar to what they were giving him in Indiana because he looks like a completely different ball player. Totally. Completely different. And uh, a star. A bona fide star. He's played himself into a number one pick in the draft. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that so long as he stays healthy. It might be that that injury he suffered at Indiana was the greatest break of his career before all is said and done. We might be saying that. You never know. Uh, I noticed that Colin Kaepernick wrote a letter to the Jets general manager (laughs) asking to consider putting him on the practice squad. Did you see that? I sure did. He cited all of his references as the Harbaugh's and Chip Kelly and Mark Davis. (laughs) Mark Davis Davis wasn't all that impressed with his workout. I don't know why he was citing him as one of his references. And who else other than Harbaugh? Who did you say Chip Kelly? Why would Chip Kelly be giving him a reference? I, I think he coached the 49ers for a year. Maybe. Was, Chip Kelly, was Chip Kelly with the 49ers when Harbaugh was there? Uh, after. Chip Kelly became the head coach after. Somewhere, somewhere in between Oregon and the Eagles, there was a 49ers season. And, and, and Kaepernick was there at that time? Must have been. Yeah, that's an odd endorsement. But uh, the, Jets ob- <laughs> the Jets obviously um, wanted nothing to do with that and in no uncertain terms made that clear. I don't know if you saw that uh, we were talking about Missouri's football moments ago, but their basketball team has signed two of the best players, at least in the rankings now. You know what I think of these rankings. They mean nothing until the players play in college. But two of the highly, highest-rated recruits, a kid out of Little Rock, Anner Botang, who was recruited by a lot of big-time schools, including Arkansas. And that supposedly gave Missouri the um, top five spot in the recruiting class. And then... Right after that, and shortly after that, maybe the same day, Missouri's recruiting class vaulted to the top when they signed another kid. And so all of a sudden, uh, Missouri, at least in the recruiting wars of basketball, seemingly have the top class in the country. How did that happen? I, I have no idea, but my big question with those two kids is can either, either of them rebound, please? <laughs> well, that's the question, and I said this last year. If you are not rebounding, you aren't winning. And, and they're not going to win if they don't learn how to rebound. I don't care who they get, how many of them they get. If you don't rebound, and all rebounding is is effort. So are you going to put out the effort or are you not? I be- so far, no. 
I believe Missouri was dead last in basically defensive re- rebounding percentage, meaning that the other team, whoever they were playing, all collectively had the best offensive rebounding percentage. In, and you know, in college basketball, there are like 368 some odd teams in Division One basketball. So right. Mizzou has to get that cleaned up. I know that they had a very small roster. They basically had like four guards and one forward. They got to figure this out because the rebounding last year was losing them games that they should not have lost, and it really holding yeah. them back. And you'll and you'll never get anywhere deep into the tournament unless you rebound the ball. And Princeton taught them that, or should have taught them that. When you watch Princeton play. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll tell you, basketball rebounding is all effort. You don't have to be a great leaper. You simply have to position yourself and block out. If you block out, you'll rebound. I don't care who you are. Larry Bird was a tremendous rebounder. He couldn't jump three inches. But he learned how to position himself and follow the angle of the shots. And that's what you do. But it's just a matter of sticking your rear end into the guy opposite you, and you'll get rebounds. Derek Chivas had lunch with Mizzou's head coach, and told him the very same thing during the season last year. The response was, I'm the CEO here. I don't really do the X's and O's. That bothered me when I heard that, especially to Derek Chivas, who, of course, is an all-timer down at Mizzou. So if you don't play the basics, if you think that just running down and firing up threes when you cross midcourt is going to do it, you're going to have off nights, and when those off nights come, what are you going to depend on to win? So we'll have to wait and see, and we'll have to see how good these players are that they've recruited but at least it's something positive to think about that Missouri has at least on paper brought in some good players. Right, and my response to Dennis Gates would be, you know, if I were sitting across from him, then why are you the coach that's standing up and directing traffic during the game if you're not the X's and O's guy? Thank if, you. If you're the CEO of the program, I get that, but you're standing up, you're calling out plays, you're pointing fingers, doing this and that, that kind of looks like X's and O's stuff. So something's going to miss here. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And so that will be something to watch uh, as we head to the offseason and into the next season, which will be coming up long before we think it is. I mean, right now, two days ago, we're three months from Christmas. So we're, we're only a matter of weeks before college basketball jumps on us in November. Uh, you know, the football season is never over when college basketball starts. It should be, but it's not. And uh, so we're going to have all of those games coming our way. Uh, and there's a lot more entertaining college basketball games in the preseason before the conference than there are college football games. But we've had our share of football as well. Hey, our good friends at mybookie.ag want to give you an easy way to play if you like to bet on a few dollars on games, an easy way to play and even use their money. How about that? All you have to do, and it's pretty simple. I make things simple. Have you ever noticed that? Because I'm not a very intelligent guy when it comes to technology. So I try to make it easy. User-friendly. MyBookie.ag. Go there and set up your free account. So far, you follow me. Free account. Then use the promo code BET590. Write that down. BET590. And they'll send you a welcoming bonus. And you can play with it. It's their money on the house. And you can play. And you don't just have to bet football. They've got over 500 new games there. It's added to their website. Live tables, new slots, progressive jackpots, lotto. But they have their football games. They have an early cash out on parlays. You might have a three-team parlay. The, the, the third game is Hawaii, so it's at midnight. And you think, you know, I've won my earlier two. I think I'll just take the money. And they'll let you do that. But you only get to pay out for a two-team parlay as opposed to a three-team. But that's okay. They have sports contests, $250,000 super contest. 
a $100,000 survivor contest. A lot of good stuff at mybookie.ag. All right, we're live at Friendly's Bar and Grill on Bayless and 55 down in South County. Come on down and see us. A big wall of flat screen TVs. Every sport, every team, every day. You can watch whatever your favorite sport is, whatever your favorite team is, anytime. All kinds of bar games, pool, darts, golden tea, games of chance. There's Keno, there's Powerball, Missouri Scratchers. You can do all of that. The best beer prices, the most generous pours on mixed drinks and shots you'll find anywhere. And they proudly have Kenrick's Barbecue and Pizza here. But here's the good news, too. We're giving things away today. Come on down to Friendly's. You might win a $25 gift certificate to Tangle's Hair Studio or a $25 gift certificate to Kenrick's Meats and Catering. How about a bottle of Journey Canadian Whiskey? It was created by Chris Pronger, the former blues player, and his brother Sean. And there are two Cardinal tickets for Friday night's game, box seats, final weekend of the season. If you're a Cardinal baseball fan, you haven't been able to go all year, you want to go, we've got two tickets for you for Friday night. Just come on down, ask for Sarah at the bar, and she'll tell you how you can register to win. All right, we'll take a break. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court. We're live at Friendlies in South County, and we're back after this.